Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. And I am John. And today it is episode 37 of Transformers Energon. It is Optimus Supreme. This episode was written by Shoji Tonoki. And not only is the cake a lie the last time on Transformers Energon, Shock Blast attempted to take over Unicron but was driven mad and then Unicron punched him into a planet from space. And in this episode, uh, Unicron's fist is still in the planet, but somehow Optimus is up in space now. Yep, and uh, while we're at it, let's talk about gravity. No, we did that a thousand times. Yeah, Unicron's still standing or floating in space, I guess, with his fist in the surface of the planet. And Jetfire tells Optimus that Unicron is coming to life, coming to life. It's like he just punched a planet like he's already alive. And uh, yeah, on Unicron, it looks like everything's falling apart. But Unicron through Megatron says he's about to rule the entire universe and the Decepticons are running for it. Yeah. And Megatron has all these like, they're just hexagonal, like, prints on his face but it looks like some kind of virus or something he's infected some kind of infection yeah uh so (laughs) we go inside to the autobots and they they regroup and they i guess their plan is to attack unicron's eyes for no real reason jetfire just says do it and then he just smacks all the autobots aside oh yeah and then his chest starts to open and Oh, wait, no, that was when Rodimus says this is our chance to attack. But yeah, he just bats them away, and then energy starts swirling around, like, the opening on Unicron's chest, and the Autobots realize he's destroying Blizzard Planet, but then they notice something the size of a speck in comparison to Unicron on his chest, and it's Optimus trying to push Unicron away from the planet, except he should have been flattened between them when they were pulled into one another because of gravity. But we, we did that. <laughs> it was, oh, this was just, this was, this episode is just a lot of people saying nonsensical things, or Transformers saying nonsensical things, and I love all of it. Uh, we go to RC, who is uh, reporting, like, a Unicron... I don't know what she's talking about. Uh, but then we go to Kicker and Misha, who are, I don't know where they are, but they're in the rain. Well, what I figured this must be is it's Alpha Q's grave, because they're standing at some kind of a monument. And I'm thinking, the only one that died recently is Alpha Q. That, that's what I get out of it. That makes as much sense as anything. Yeah. Ironhide's there. Okay, there is a really great shot. Oh, no, it's coming up in a bit with Ironhide. But they're like, all right, everybody, it's time to go. Let's go join the battle and attack Unicron, uh, Ironhide. And he's like, uh, you guys go ahead. I'll meet up with you later. Dude, he's attacking now. But yeah. instead, Kicker just thinks to himself, hmm, I guess that makes sense. Yep. And then Scorponok just walks over out of the rain and asks Ironhide if he's an ally. Now, this was the shot. Like, Ironhide, it's almost like he's lit from behind, except it's his roof rack or whatever yeah. the lights he has. It is a really great shot of Ironhide, but yeah, uh, Scorponok insists it's lighting that, up the rain. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yes, yeah. Uh, Scorponok insists that he has, uh, he's like, oh, what happened to my master, uh, Alpha Q? Ironhide tells him that Megatron killed him, and he's like, no, Megatron is my new master. Yep, he attacks, and uh, back in space, the Autobots' weapons can't do a damn thing to Unicron. And then Omega Supreme tells Optimus not to give up. His drastic difference in size 
Doesn't matter because, and I quote, in this void, simple laws of physics don't apply. And yes, they fucking do. That's what a law in science means. It means it always applies, especially gravity. <laughs> and if you think about it, they're in the vacuum of space. How many physics experiments are, are uh, performed in a vacuum? Like, yeah. yes, fucking the laws of <laughs> physics apply, you more. It's, it's one of the dumbest things. This ranks up there on the dumb scale with the universes on opposite ends of the galaxy galaxy line. Yeah. And back on the surface of Unicron, a wall explodes and Demolisher and Snowcat get flung outside and then Mirage tries to crawl out after them, but green strands of energy start to pull them back inside. But this is a really cool shot. Starscream just unstealth devices or teleports in and cuts the strands with a sword. Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, there was, we then go to another thing that I like, which is uh, Unicron and Megatron having this kind of Gollum Smeagol argument. Yeah. It, it's two Megatron faces. One of them is infected and the other isn't. And what I really like is that the Megatron, the non-Unicron Megatron, is, he sounds a little scared. David Kay is putting a little bit of fear into his voice. Just and a he's, little vibrato, yeah. Yeah, he's asking like, where are my men? Where, where are the Decepticons? And he, I really like that he's, he's scared. Yep. And uh, it seems like he regains control for a second, though, because he calls for the Decepticons. And back on Rain Planet, I called it. It's Ironhide versus Scorponok round. I don't know. What are we up to? 52? And because these two get into it a lot. And it always ends the exact same way. Ironhide flat on his back with Scorponok about to sting him. But this time, Scorponok says, oh, Megatron's calling. Gotta go. And he just leaves. Yeah. Bye. So uh, we then go t- back to Unicron, who is like, he's consumed most of Blizzard Planet. There's It's like a, a crescent moon is all that's left. Yeah. <laughs> and Omega Supreme blabs on and on and on. For whatever reason, Mission Kicker, it's more of this like, oh, if you just will it, Optimus Prime. Uh, and Mission Kicker can overhear this for some reason on the radio. But Optimus then has maybe, this is the most Vision Monkey quest line he's had so far in this series, but he says, and I quote, if my will is strong enough, the Autobots will prevail. (laughs) Golly gee. But then Unicron shuts off the energy vortex thing in his chest, and Rodimus thinks, okay, this might be a trap, and sure enough, Unicron immediately powers the thing back up and just obliterates what's left of Blizzard Planet. Oh yeah, it's gone. I mean, it's just in... Well, it's in dust and, and boulders, and he sucks all that stuff back up. And a lot of the, like, as he's sucking it into his chest, a lot of the Autobots almost get sucked in. I, I don't, I didn't see anybody go in. I think they all survive in commercial break. Yep. And when we come back, everybody's just floating limp in space, sparking and zapping, and their hands are all smoking. And now on Cybertron, I guess, Sally's having dinner oh, with Paul, her. Oh, Paul, Paul, you missed something very big. Optimus went, <laughs> <laughs> This episode has the longest, It's this wasn't this one, but it's coming up, some of the longest drawn-out Gary Chalk screams <laughs> ever. It almost sounds like a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. Like, <laughs> it does. It, it ends up going from like, from like, okay, it's a scream to like uncomfortable to funny to not funny to back to funny. But yeah, now on Cybertron, I guess Sally's having dinner with her dorky parents, that's what she calls them, and now... Rad is here. He comes in while they're having supper, and he tells Dr. Jones there's trouble a-brewing. Yeah, something's wrong in the core. And then we go back to the Decepticons, and somehow they've all been strapped to the outside of Unicron with those laser wires that grabbed uh, Mirage earlier. For some reason. And then we go to Kicker, who thinks Unicron is headed to Circuit Planet, which is next to Desert Planet (laughs) and Jungle Planet. It's one of the most convenient lines ever. Yeah, I, I think it's RC. She's like, but... 
wait, Circuit Planet, isn't that right next to Jungle Planet <laughs> yes. and Desert Planet? It's like if you oh. were giving directions to get there, you'd say, oh, just turn left <laughs> at Jungle Planet. Jungle but Planet. if you get to Desert Planet, you went too far. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we then go to the Autobots who are all like healing and, you know, glowing tubes of whatever. And for some reason, Optimus Prime is fine because he's walking along musing to himself about... I can't even remember what. Yeah, he thinks they're running out of time. And back on Cybertron, Rad tells Dr. Jones that Optimus wants them to send all the Energon from Cybertron's core, which if they do, they'll be totally wiped out. Deja vu. Like, he, he says that, like, what? But, like, seriously, this didn't this happen like a dozen or so episodes ago? Do you remember when Rad contacted his dad and was like, Dad, we need all the Energon? And he's like, what? Oh, okay. Like, yes. like that happened, right? We've already done this the exact table and thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I can do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, we're doing it again. Uh, so Optimus, oh, God, I fucking love this bit. We go to the command deck, I think of the Miranda 2, and Optimus is like, okay, Omega Supreme and I are going to go, and we're going to deal with the Unicron ourselves. And Ironhide says, I want to go with you, sir. And he gets punched in the face. Yes, and then he's like, does anybody else want one or something like that? And He went full Michael Bay Optimus. Oh, yeah, he just smashes someone. It's like right out of nowhere, too. <laughs> but back uh... at Cybertron, the... Core, I guess, says, arise, Cybertron warriors, and a beam of energy flies into space from the planet. Okay. Kind of looks like the Invid Regis in Robotech. It, it was very anime. There's that way that anime, like, beams of energy, not laser beams, but, like, energy traveling through space with its kind of snake-like movement. I'm describing it horribly, but it's that way that... Energy moves in anime, and it, it does here. Uh, anyway, then we go to uh, Omega Supreme and Optimus Prime. They go to Unicron, they power link, and then they, he, like, taser his face, and <laughs> they shoot at him. It doesn't do shit. Seems to have a little bit of an effect, but the Unicron annoys just him. bats him away, and Unicron does his own fire all the lasers bit, but the Miranda 2 gets between them and blocks the shots with shields, I guess, or it's Energon towers that it has in the front of it, and then all the Autobots fly out and land says the code of the warrior takes precedence over a direct order that's why they're here the, oh my and God. optimus says oh you guys what, what am i gonna am do I with gonna you do? Yeah. and like ironhide should have just been standing in the background going are you fucking serious? dude you punched me in the face slow clapping <laughs> yeah great <laughs> nice uh, oh but then don't worry optimus comes up with a plan we're going to destroy unicron on the first attack that's his plan. Yep. Optimus zaps him in the face again, and then he and Omega Supreme separate. And this was kind of cool because Omega Supreme forms a train, and that just drives straight through Unicron. Yeah, it's kind of like a train with a giant fist on the front almost. It's, yeah. It is pretty cool. Yeah, it goes right through his gut, and then Unicron... Oh, oh, actually, you know what? There was a line that made me laugh so hard just before this. Ironhide and Hot Rod are flying along of the surface of Unicron, and Ironhide's like, it's time to turn Unicron into a hunk of Swiss cheese. And Hot Rod's like, forget about cheese, Ironhide. We're going to destroy him. It's like, dude, do you not understand a <laughs> metaphor? That's, yeah, exactly. Uh... You're not going to literally turn him into... Yeah, anyway. anyway. But yeah, uh, so then he punches through his gut, and Unicron, I don't know what happens... Well, he glows and, like, releases a wave of energy of some kind, but I don't know why. Yeah, he starts charging up, like, whatever that guy's name is in Dragon Ball. I never really watched that show. And he blasts Goku? the Autobots with all the guns. That's it. He blasts the, the Autobots with all I the know. guns again and then fires a ball of energy that just destroys Racetrack Planet. 
circuit planet, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I called it road planet. But yeah, I was, you know, what? kind of di- disappointed. I really like Circo. I wanted them to go back to that planet. But yeah, uh, I guess then all the Autobots are dead floating in space again. They kind of did. They they almost died and then showed up, did nothing and almost died again. <laughs> um, and then Optimus. Um, actually, okay. They do not power link. They actually transform because Optimus is riding the Omega train and they just kind of flash white and in the equivalent of a, a crasher spin, yes. they just turn into a Omega Supreme and start punching Unicron in the back of the head. Yeah, but uh, again, Unicron blasts them back and then turns around, and I gotta say, it looks pretty cool when Unicron just turns around to look at them, like just you see this gigantic robot turning around like, who's hitting me in the head kind of thing. He does look good. Uh, there's a lot of shots of Optimus weaving around. <laughs> oh, sorry, I said all the Autobots were dead earlier. They're not, because as Optimus is trying or um, Omega Supreme Prime or whatever he's called is trying to take out Unicron. <laughs> like all that. the Omega Autobots, <laughs> all the Autobots are calling out to him. Just give up. There's no point. Quit <laughs> yeah. now. It's like the most depressing chant I've ever heard. But then the beam of light that left Cybertron gets there and it repaints the Autobots. Repaints them and turns the uh, space into a negative, so the background's white. It uh, envelops Optimus in a ball of white light, and this is where the screaming begins. He yells and goes into, like you were saying, Arnold yells for like a good minute. But then, after enough of that, uh, out of the ball of light that enveloped Optimus, Optimus Supreme, Oh my god, this was hilarious. Two arms the size of Unicron's Emerge from this ball and grab Unicron and throw him. And when the light fades a bit, Optimus is now the size of Unicron. Yeah, and Unicron is like like two lengths of Optimus away. He didn't throw him. I mean, relative to you and I, he threw him hundreds of kilometers, but he didn't throw him that far relative to the other. But despite that, Rad gets on the comm and he's like, "Hey, Optimus, I, I think we made it." <sighs> Gravitational force, an attractive force that exists between all objects with mass. Yes, we're going to talk about gravity again. An object with mass attracts another object with mass. The magnitude of the force is directly proportional to the masses of the two objects and inversely proportional to the square of the distance between them. The last part is why you aren't being yanked into space by the sun's gravity. Even though the sun is many, many times more massive than the Earth, it's just too far away for its gravity to have that kind of effect on something as small as you. It very much has enough of an effect on Earth and the other planets to keep their orbits more or less constant because their masses are many, many times greater than that of you, dear listener. Bottom line, gravity is what holds the solar system together. So what the hell is holding this star system together now that its star, a.k.a. Unicron's head, is gone? Does it have an actual star at its center? We've just never seen it. There's still light. Something must be shining it, which brings up another good point. If there is an actual star involved, how the hell are all of these more or less Earth-like planets orbiting in the star's Goldilocks zone, you can Google that, dear listener, without smashing into one another? Because gravity would make that happen. Earth and Mars are in our sun's Goldilocks zone, even Venus used to be, but they're too far apart and not massive enough to smash into each other, at least not for a very, very long time. But you cram five or six Earth-sized planets in between the orbits of Venus and Mars, and shit's gonna go sideways pretty much instantly. Goodbye, circuit planet. Goodbye, jungle planet. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Epic Podcast. The episode was Optimus Supreme. Paul, what was supreme about this episode? Uh, I like that shot of Unicron turning around, and some of the action scenes 
pretty good. Like when the Autobots first attack, they don't do a damn thing. But when Jetfire is like, attack, and he flies in and transforms and then starts shooting, that looked pretty cool. Yeah, it does. It does look good still. Uh, and that was one of my notes too. Unicron looks good. It feels like the plot is still kind of advancing. Not like it did. Like last episode was just just plot jammed in. This one, it, w- it wasn't so much a 10-minute story in a 22-minute episode. It was like a 15-minute story. Yeah. There was stuff happened. <laughs> uh, oh, I did like the Megatron uh, slash Unicron argument in his head. Yeah, look, where they're looking at each other and one yeah. of them, like, real Megatron's eyes are glowing red and uh, Unicron Megatron's eyes are glowing green and he's got the infection on his face, yeah. Yeah, that, that looked really good. And I also kind of liked that the infection was like in a hexagonal look like it it i don't know if this makes sense but it looked digital yeah yeah i see what you, you mean know? and plus it's david k doing both characters lines because unicron is speaking through megatron but where you said real megatron just has just enough shakiness in his voice to, to convey the emotion that okay even megatron's kind of worried here but unicron at the same time is just nothing but confidence right exactly i mean unicron he's pretty much invincible he's he can't kill him he's never gonna die uh the next episode we're going to review is unicron perishes ah shit um (laughs) if you want to talk to somebody who should just let it go uh you can email the show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com yeah make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with whatever you listen to avril levine with and tell all your friends tell everybody you know that was the name of her album, wasn't it? I, I don't know. I just remember she had Skater Girl. Uh, but you can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podb.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later.